Thank you for downloading and happiness. Dare to be happy. We are two curious friends that want to explore what makes us happy. In each episode, we will take a topic in alphabetical order and discuss how it relates to and impacts happiness. We will live the experience of each concept through a dare that we set each other and then talk about how it affected our happiness. As well as diving into psychological theories and evidence which supports or contradicts our personal experiences. In other words, in this show, psychology meets play. I'm Kitty Newman, director of Trapeze Media, a digital marketing agency that leads with social. My company philosophy is based on the importance of play in all our lives and how important it is to be happy at work. I have been obsessed with the circus for a few years, hence the name Trapeze Media, and making time for things like handstands and aerial in amongst the day-to-day challenges that come with running a successful business makes me happy. My name is Claudia Mitura. I'm a work psychologist and learning and development specialist with a purpose to boost happiness in the workplace. I love experimenting and applying scientific research on happiness to my daily ups and downs, or just to prove my other half wrong. I also like to look for happiness in unusual places, so I won't shy away from diving with sharks or starring in a pantomime. Sometimes this gets me in trouble. Hi, Claudia. Hi, Kitty. Welcome to episode six of and happiness where we'll be discussing freedom and our dare this week was to do one thing that we're free to do but that we take for granted Ooh, and what a topic i mean the concept of freedom has so many different angles and perspectives it's just unbelievable so freedom is defined as this chance to choose which means that we're requiring an opportunity to choose from and capability to choose. So our inclination and having enough information to make a choice. But Kitty, do you know that there are different types of freedom in our life? And I was just wondering whether you can identify different types of freedom in your life. Yes. Well, when I was writing my thoughts on the dare... I did end up going into such a lot of different avenues. So, weirdly, I feel very prepared for this question. (laughs) Fantastic. Share us your notes. Share us your insights. Well, I feel there's an innate freedom where you can do anything you want because no one can stop you doing whatever you want. But there's implications of that and that's where your choice to do certain things comes in. So... In theory, freedom is never-ending, infinite thing, but we don't choose to do everything because of the impact of those things. Is that a thing? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm loving it. Okay, tell us more, tell us more. Okay, and then, so some other things where I felt were that you have small freedoms that don't feel like freedom, they just feel like every day. So I was making comparisons between where I feel the freest, which were things like when I'm out on a run or in the sea, I feel so free. But actually, when I compared that with small freedoms, like just being able to choose what I eat every time I eat, making a choice, 
that's a freedom to that's allowed to me not everybody has that freedom so there were these two comparisons so I feel like that's three I almost feel like you contacted Dr. Christian Bay from University of California and he gave you a hint about his categories of freedom kitty wow amazing (laughs) because he speaks about three categories of freedom and you really mention them all with your examples. So at the larger scale, he speaks about social freedom. So this is your economic rights, your political rights and social rights. So this is what you spoke about, the idea that you can choose what you can eat and you have the choice, economic choice out there because you live in a specific country. And then we have an aspect of freedom in our bubble. So that freedom of choice, financial freedom, autonomy, and this is potential freedom. So this is our kind of awareness of opportunities. You have opportunity to go for a run every day. And then you have that individual freedom. So psychological freedom. This is your perception of freedom. So this is what you mentioned as in naturally you really can do anything you want of course there are implications because they are different types of freedom but we have our psychological freedom which is the willingness to choose and there are certain internal restrictions that we may have but as you said we are free well that's exactly what i said So from your experience, does freedom help you to be happy? Yes. One of the other things that I wrote down was personally, I have a freedom to choose my own time and dictate my day according to what I want to do. And that really does impact my happiness. I used to work for people and it didn't negatively impact my happiness having to go to work at a certain time and being restricted by these hours which does in a way limit your freedom but it opened up other elements of freedom when I worked within set times but at the moment the freedom for me to choose when I work is really brilliant for my happiness. Mm, Love it I agree with it I definitely am one of those people who like to have a freedom especially at work so I have a strong desire to be self-directed and I like the responsibilities of making choices and Dan Pink in his book Drive he speaks about three factors that lead to better performance and personal satisfaction and one of them is autonomy so the freedom to choose the direction of your work Um, Of course, if you're working for someone else, they will direct you more. But I still, in my work, really value the fact that I was giving the autonomy within my role. So I completely can understand how you feel if you have 100% of the freedom, who you work with and what is the direction of your business. At the larger scale, so at the kind of social freedom level, there is a strong link between freedom and happiness. There is actually a world database of happiness. Can you imagine? Wow. It's so encouraging to see that they have over 8,000 different reports on 172 nations. And these reports have been analyzed 
and it has been concluded that the economic and political freedom is very consistent factor in establishing a significant positive relationship to happiness in those countries. So in other words, at the society level, the more economic and political freedom we have, the happier we are. But there is a tipping point. That means that once we hit a certain level of economic and political freedom, the fact that we gain more it doesn't necessarily boost our happiness anymore. And this is when you mentioned this choice. Do you think we have too much freedom when it comes in terms of the choice, economic choice, political choice? Do you think we have too much freedom? Hmm, that is such a hard question to answer because I don't think I could ever say anyone has too much freedom. By saying that, it makes me feel like I want to control something and take away from people I guess it's a morality thing as well so choice and your morals and it can sort of good and bad and but you oh god it's a really hard question Claudia (laughs) yes I'm happy that I'm giving you some hard question to think on this Sunday morning Kitty (laughs) we need to exercise our brains and our reflection abilities to be honest with you i don't have obviously i don't have an answer to this question i just was interested how you perceive it because there is this paradox of choice barry schwartz said that in western developed societies a large amount of choice is associated with the welfare and freedom but actually too much choice can cause the feeling of less satisfaction and happiness because you're choosing something but then you see other options and suddenly you are dissatisfied with your choice thinking okay is there a better option out there or can even lead to paralysis of decision as in there is so much choice we cannot decide and we're not really sure anymore what we want because anything is possible Well, now you're talking my language. Now I see what you mean. Because, okay, when there's three cakes available, they all look delicious. And when I choose one, see someone eating the other one, I will be like, oh, well, I should have had that one. But it's also being happy with what you've got, isn't it? Making a decision, sticking with it, and being happy with with the choice that you've made. But once you get a never-ending barrel of choices, that becomes harder and harder to do. Exactly, which is like this moral compass that we need and almost really understanding what makes us happy and what do we want because there is this infinite amount of choice. I kind of feel like with the paradox choice, he's also describing maybe modern dating, a little bit of, you know, not this person. If there is even slightly something wrong with this person, not a problem, there is thousand thousand other people who are available for dating and it's such an easy access on the apps to see these people that suddenly it's it may feel too harder to commit to someone when i think about paradox of choice i think about swipe to the left swipe to the right this is where i started to make my notes because I couldn't settle on one freedom to concentrate on because I realized in this week how free I am. And it was a really great exercise 
to do to really appreciate what I have. The obvious freedom to compare to was prison to me. So I was thinking about if something got taken away from me, if I ended up in prison, what would be the thing that I take the most for granted? What would that be? And for me, that was food and being able to choose what I eat and when I eat. And that was the most everyday thing that I think I take for granted that comes down to a freedom. I love it. I love how you put yourself in a situation when your freedom is removed and then you kind of analyze what would you miss the most. I think because there's a control element to it as well. It's not just the food itself. It's the agency for me to make and eat it and decide. I wouldn't get any of that, none of that choice and none of that freedom to decide for myself. What did you do? Well, similar to you, I start reflecting on lots of small freedom that we have and take for granted, like going to the shop, like picking the food, quite similar, but also... I concentrated on political freedom because I have voted in Polish presidential election and I needed to vote through a correspondence method. And it was such a complex process that I almost was like, maybe I just give up. Maybe I just won't vote. But then I thought, no, 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 no. Women fight it for our freedom to vote. And I'm going to go through this process of register online, wait for the pack arrive, which was delayed, vote, put everything according to like 10 point instruction into the pack, queue 45 minutes in a local post office, pay for next day delivery so it actually gets delivered. And I was like, no, I'm going to do all of this because people fight it for that freedom and I just take for granted that I can vote. That was, therefore, that, that, was my, that was my kind of reflection on the freedom. So it was very extensive, extensive process to get to the point of voting. And now, you know, I posted my vote, hoping that we'll get there on time for it to be counted. What an interesting time to do this dare then. So are you saying, Claudia, that doing this podcast has actually impacted your political activism? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> As in, I thought like, yeah, I, I definitely, I was like, great, this is amazing exercise on political freedom. And I'm going definitely do this because then I've completed my dare. So yeah, a little bit. <laughs> You're holding me accountable, Kitty. That's what it is. This world database of happiness reports was also fascinating to see that there are differences in happiness levels between wealthy nations. The wealthier nations, because we have the economic and political freedom, that's very much related to the happiness level. But there are very much differences between the wealthy nations as well. So, for instance, Finns are much happier than French. And when the researchers looked into that, they find out that there is actual freedom and there is also this concept of perceived freedom. And this variation between happiness in wealthy nations, when they're economically and politically those nations are at the same level, the difference between happiness 
is because their perceived and psychological freedom. So as the researchers say, the Finns are happier than the French because they feel more free and have greater guts to be free. So it's also how much freedom we feel we have. It strikes me that you think you have loads of freedom. Yeah, I really do. And you've just made me think about work again. So much of this is like beneficial to the way I think about work. As soon as you stop micromanaging someone and they go on their own steam and they feel they have agency, I keep coming back to that word as well, then you see this person, or in my experience, I've seen them grow and improve, feel more confident, be happier at work because you've stopped controlling and trying to tell them what to do mm-hmm. yeah and, and as, as i already mentioned the better performance and personal satisfaction is linked with autonomy the idea that people have freedom to decide at work and be self-directed definitely and i think it's also there is this additional aspect of freedom and i think in my point of view the most profound writings around freedom came from victor frank who was Australian neurologist and psychiatrist. And during World War II, over the course of three years, he was moved between four concentration camps. And in his book, Man's Search for the Ultimate Meaning, he says, everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. So he believed that life has a meaning in all circumstances, even the most miserable ones. And remember, he was moved between four different concentration camps. And he argued that in all circumstances, we have freedom to access that will to find the meaning and choose our attitude. Isn't that amazing? Wow. So this is amazing of him. I wonder if everybody is capable of that. Like, that's hard. The reason why that sounds so amazing is because he was in such a difficult position in those four concentration camps, the most awful things that we could contemplate happening to human beings, and it was true. But does everyone have that in them? I think a lot of people would find that statement really difficult to chew on because it's like, I expect a lot of people couldn't find that in them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know. He obviously believed that we all can do it, that we can always find the meaning of life and we always can choose how we feel. But you're right, I think... Some people may naturally have that. Other people may completely struggle with that. And the probably majority of us are somewhere in between. Yeah. Or maybe there's something about just the decision. So when you said freedom of choice paradox, maybe part of what he's saying is finding the meaning. So he said you have the power to find the meaning. Maybe it's deciding on what your meaning is. And once you decide that, which you could say is finding that then some light and happiness will come from that I'm just trying to drill down a little bit into like how you actually do that because say the world is crumbling around you and it's the most awful time in your entire life and it's just an absolute shit show (laughs) this guy is telling me no you can find your meaning because some people I would find that quite dismissive and quite difficult to 
to grab hold on but maybe it's a decision to say right well what I'm meant to be doing right now is feeling I don't know I agree with you because he is giving us the responsibility he says almost no excuses of what's happening around you you have a choice you have a freedom of choice and that freedom of choice is to choose your attitude of what's happening around us so i think you're right when things get difficult i don't necessarily want to hear that i'm in control or i have a freedom to choose my attitude because it's sometimes easier to be kind of sinking with things So I think he's giving us quite lots of responsibility and he reminds us about that freedom. When we forget that freedom of choice to choose your attitude is there. Building on that, how can we choose happiness more often? That's hard too. Claudia, you... (laughs) Well, we, we, sorry, we selected a very amb- ambitious, ambitious topic, freedom. So here we go. Here are ambition questions for you, Kitty. You thought it would be a breeze like that? <laughs> right, guys, get a pen, get a paper. I'm going to tell you how to choose happiness more often, okay? In your opinion, in your experience, how are you choosing happiness more often every day? Come on, Kitty. Well, for me, I know what makes me happy in my day-to-day routines. If I don't get enough exercise, I start to feel really rubbish about myself. If I don't eat the right foods, if I overeat, if I drink too much. So for me, the things that make me happy are routines. Actually, I've started doing this thing that's making me feel so good each day is I'll write every hour down on a page and I'll put in when and where I need to do essential things. And then I feel like so in control of the day. I know exactly what I want to get out of it. If I don't do them, I move them over. That doesn't stress me out necessarily. But it's just having all of those thoughts about the day onto a piece of paper in the morning. And it just settles me for the rest of the day. And actually, even if I don't get them all done, I still feel good that I've organized it in a way. I love it, Kitty, because you have the freedom to plan your day. And that freedom can be taken for granted. But consciously sitting down and choosing how your day will look like, you're increasing the chances of having a happy and a good day. And I can definitely relate that because we all have a choice and a freedom to choose how we're starting our day. And for me, the start of the day is very important. If I start the day in a upsetting mood, not following my morning routine, then my day will be quite negative and I won't choose happiness. So for me, in order to choose happiness, I have to have a positive morning. And that means don't, not looking at the emails, messages. It's about exercising, meditating, having that half an hour for myself before things happen around me. And through that, I'm giving myself a power and resources and a mental space to then choose happiness throughout the day. It's funny, isn't it? Because I think some people would see that structure in the opposite way, if you're that way inclined. Do you know what I mean? Freedom is such a personal thing. Well, until it's just completely taken away from you. 
but our own day-to-day -day freedoms are so personal. Definitely, and I see what you mean, but I definitely can see myself suffering of paradox of choice. If I don't have intention for the day, then I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'll get paralyzed. I don't necessarily plan my day hour by hour, but I have an intention. And that intention then helps me to make decisions of what I'll be spending time on. It's, I think it's this yeah, paradox of choice in practice. I think it's amazing actually also to remember that happiness is a choice and we should remember that we have the freedom to choose happiness even when things get tough. That's why I really like that quote by Viktor Frank because it really reminds me that I have a choice. Okay, so freedom is the chance to choose and we can identify three types of freedom. Do you remember? Yes. Okay. Well, I came oh. up with them. Well, I'm not sure <laughs> Dr. Bay will agree, but... <laughs> there was the social freedoms, the potential freedoms, and the psychological freedoms. And there is a strong link between freedom and happiness. However, we know that there is paradox of choice, that too much choice can cause dissatisfaction and choice paralysis. And we also learned that the perceived freedom and the psychological freedom is what increases the level of our happiness. We discussed, we always have a freedom to choose our attitude. So really, I think it's fair to say that let's choose being happy. Oh yeah, defo, easy. Easy. That was fun, Kitty. I loved it. <laughs> week we are meeting for gratitude and happiness we will be looking how being grateful to other people but also how being grateful for what we have in life can help us to boost our happiness i dare you claudia to keep a gratitude journal but instead of writing it down we are going to send voice notes to each other each morning with something that we're grateful for. Mm, I love how you're holding me accountable there. Well, we can inspire each other and keep keep us on track. Do one together this time. Yeah, sounds very interesting. I must say, I'm always quite skeptical around the gratitude journals. So now that I truly, truly have to do them because you'll be expecting my voicemail. Mm, interesting, interesting. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be waiting for it each morning. I won't be able to get on with my day until I've had my Claudia gratitude note. Oh no, oh no, that's too much responsibility. <laughs> no, you can send that to me whenever you like. Perfect, I'm looking forward to it. We hope you've enjoyed listening to And Happiness with Kitty and Claudia. Please like and subscribe and when a little thing pops up to give a review, please do give us a review as it all goes and helps us get seen by more people, which is what we'd love. So thank you very much and see you next time for gratitude and happiness. And as always, we dare you to be happy. Bye bye. bye.